0: Hello, and welcome to The Porch with Alicia Barlow. Hi, I'm Alicia Barlow, author of The Porch, a place for enjoyment, conversation with people, reflection, and encouragement. Hello, everybody. This is Alicia with The Porch, and I'm here today with Il Shoyer, who is with Habitat for Humanities. And what is your um, title with hab- Habitat for Humanity? Yeah, so
1: um, I'm with uh, Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity uh, down in Norman, and I'm the Vice President of Donor and Community Engagement. All right. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: before we kind of just start talking about hab- Habitat for Humanity, i like, you know, kind of tell us about
1: yourself. You yeah. know, who who's Elle? Who is Elle? Oh gosh, um, so many things over the <laughs> years, right? Um, you know, I think as, as you've uh, kind of prepped me with that question, I was like, what am I going to focus on? And so, um, you know, I'm a member of a wonderful community. I'm a mom and a wife, and um, I've always had a passion for helping people. And I feel like the Lord has just led me in so many ways and different paths, um, you know, with his guidance, I've just been been to a lot of places, and so the Lord has brought me here to um, Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity to um, serve the community and uh, bring awareness to the needs of the people that live there and um, and get to know their stories and walk with them. Oh, wow. Love it. Love
0: it. Okay, you say Rose Rock for Humanities. Okay. Uh, I know that when I first started hearing about Habitat for Humanities, you said something the other day, and I said, yeah, that's true. Um, that people think that Habitat for Humanities means getting a free house. And that's not so. And so I'll let you kind of explain that. But also, what I'm just finding out recently in in meeting you, that there are different, I guess, sectors of Habitat for Humanities. Because you said you're with Rose Rock. So I guess there's different um, communities. Can I explain that? Because that will help, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, don't realize that it's not just one. It is one big Agency, but there are other communities or yeah,
1: subsets. Exactly. Of it. So, yeah, it you know it started in Atlanta um, mm-hmm. on a farm in South Georgia, um, where um, a couple uh, or his gentleman um, that just wanted to um, for everyone to have an equal opportunity, and so he built a community there and started building homes, and um, from there, you know, those, they gained gain some further interest and. Um, some other people got involved and then um, uh, President Reagan got involved. And so it's just spread across the nation and now across the world. So Habitat for Humanity International, as we know it, is based out of Atlanta. And then the rest of us are affiliates. Um, And, you know, for lack of better terms, a franchise. um, And so we are a part of the international program um, and entity. um, And we Tithe to them, as it were. So. I wanted to ask you about yeah, that because I
0: saw that, yeah. but we'll, we'll, well, we can we'll talk about that later. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but basically, most habitats will start um, in a city and it's really by volunteers. So they, you know, form a group. They talk about, you know, what, what they want to do and have, you know, um, align with the mission. And they submit their request to Habitat for Humanity International. Um, and then they're formed and they have a board. And then eventually, if um, they get big enough, they hire staff. Um, to run it. But because it's a volunteer organization, it can run by volunteers for many years um, and stay at just building one house at a time. And then some of them get bigger and will, you know, go, you know, have, um, you know, bank loans and larger partners and apply for larger grants and are able to make even bigger impact and may even go um, countywide or multiple counties and then even statewide, um, which is amazing. So, like, I think Texas has um, a state Affiliate that basically supports all of the affiliates in the state that want their support. So it's really neat. And so Oklahoma has kind of three big affiliates. You have Central Oklahoma, which is Oklahoma County, um, and they've they're doing great work and they've had kind of the same leadership for forty years. So they're doing making a great impact in o- Oklahoma County. And we have Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity down in Norman, and we do uh, we serve Cleveland County and now Pottawatomie County. And so um, our biggest impact is you know Norman Moore in South Oklahoma City, and then now uh, moving into Shawnee, and we'll expand from there. Okay. Um, and and then Tulsa um, is oh god well, uh, Green Country Habitat, and they have five counties, okay. and um, doing great work out there. So, All right,
0: Well, oh, yeah. that's interesting to know because I didn't realize that it was kind of broken up into. Um, I guess franchises, yeah, as you said.
1: It just makes it local. That's yeah. the thing. So when you go into your local habitat restore, which is our fund our one of our main fundraisers, so okay. you donate there, buy there, that all goes back into yes. our operations and construction and making sure that we are sustainable. Um so uh, but it's all going back to when you when you donate to the restore, when you donate to your local habitat, it goes into your local community. Um, uh, you know, Habitat International, you can donate to them as well, and that goes you know, to their operations and things that they're doing and the things that they do to support us. Um, uh, but it's it's incredible that they've, you know, the way that they've uh, organized their organization is to be able to make it where local communities can make a local impact. Okay. So you
0: mentioned the rehab store. Now, I know of two. Are there more?
1: Yeah. So do you know? Are you, I
0: know are you? the one South Oklahoma City. Yep. And then the one right here off of Broadway Extension.
1: Yeah, so those are both um, Central Oklahoma Habitat. Oh, okay. And so if you go down into Norman on on Main Street, just across from our um, one of our high schools, there um, is a habitat that's been there since 2015. And okay. then we used to be kind of North Norman in the industrial area. So yeah, we have we have three kind of on the main you know 35 corridor there, and then in Tulsa they have five. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So actually, I take the back. I think they have five restores and then a couple of restore racks, which is uh, clothing. So, which is fantastic. So that's something we, we have talked about branching into. It's just, you know, it's, it, it's a, just a different beast <laughs> to make sure that you handle correctly all, the, all the items that go into there. So Wow.
0: So for someone who is interested in, you know, wanting to know about Habitat for Humanities, they're, you know, they're wanting to purchase a house or get a house. What does that look like for them? I mean, what, what, uh, do, what revenues do they need to go into to try to even apply
1: yeah. or what
0: is required?
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, if they're, you know, on their phone, able to get online, you can go to um, the habitat that's in your area. So for in Norman, um, if you're in Cleveland County um, or in Pottawatomie County, you can go to the website. And um, typically there's a place like on our website and it's most habitats websites, you can see what we're currently building. Um, And so we just selected three homeowners for our three current builds. And so we are, not taking applicants for any specific home, but but we still take inquiries and can talk to people about you know where they're at and how they can get ready. Um, but we're mainly looking for families who um, you know have you know a steady income, but for some reason cannot get a you know a regular mortgage from a bank, whether it's credit history uh, or credit score, uh, some history, some different things that they you know just need maybe longer history to get a mortgage from a bank where we can work with them because we provide education with financial literacy and home, home ownership classes. Plus we are with the family through the life of their mortgage um, until they're either ready for us to, to sell the mortgage at a discount. So they also get, I forgot to mention a 0% mortgage with us um, so they can build equity in the home. And then, um, but we help them, you know, build up their, their credit and their, and their equity. And then if we're able to sell the mortgage at a discount, so they maintain their 0% mortgage, um, then we can fund that into, um, put that into a new house. And so that's one of the ways that we are able to, um, sus- you know, sustainably um, continue to build. So, yeah.
0: so just, you know, just kind of go into more about, you know, the, yeah. the process of the, yeah. of, of the, of the program.
1: Yeah. So online um, the basic requirement is that they um, are in between a certain income level based on how many people are living in the house and it's HUD requirements, but it's very clear on there. What's your take home um, per month. And um, so from there, if they fall between that, then there's just a short um, application. That's really just a general information, so that we can reach out to them. And then there's an orientation that we do in person, so we can answer questions, talk about um, the process, and then um, and then they do the rest of the application. Is you know income verification and credit checks and bank statements, collecting all of the the similar paperwork that you would do with a regular mortgage. Uh, we walk through all that with them. Um, and, and then all of that information is collected, and then we have our family selection and family support committees reach out to them and do interviews um, just to kind of see what else is going on, if there's anything other way we can support them. That's what our family support committee does to make sure that they are aware of all the other resources that are available to them in the community. And, and then the family selection will review all the applications, review the in- interview statements, and then make a decision. And so that's a really hard decision, yeah. especially right now since we are only able to build and fund about three to five homes okay. at a time. And so we are working on developing, you know, relationships with banks um, to do loans, but also looking for and seeking, you know, partners, partnerships with businesses that would be interested in investing in a family and building a home um, and continue to do that work with us to make this bigger. How does the application
0: process look like? Look like for your for you all you know, with the housing situation as it is now? I mean, mm-hmm. is there an influx of applications? Is there a lot of people calling about, you know, needing
1: support? Yeah. I mean,
0: So you know. I've,
1: I've been in my position just nine months. And so even in the last nine months, I've noticed, so we, we struggled to find applicants for our homes. And now we're getting a ton of inquiries. And so I think it, it's all about that awareness. And so we've done a lot of work, um, social media, networking groups, um, chamber events, um, different opportunities, uh, where I met you too okay. at REI, um, it, just to let people know, hey, we're here and yeah. this is what we do and what we can do. And we can do more of with with more more awareness and more support. Um, we can come around these families and provide this affordable housing. And when you say affordable housing, you know, that's kind of a hot topic right mm-hmm. now. Um, and for in general, you know, for a three bedroom, two bath, it may sell for around 250000 mm-hmm. $250, We can build it and sell it for less than two hundred. And so and that's through our partnerships, donations, volunteer labor, uh, relationship with contractors that can do some donation whether labor or materials for us. Um, and then we're able to get that family, you know, a lower of mortgage, lower mortgage um, to be able to get and go and and, and build that equity in that time. So.
0: so do you look for families or can it be an individual? Both.
1: Both. So, yeah, um, it's right now we have a three bedroom, two bath in Noble. Um, and that's going to be a family, um, uh, mother and father and a couple of children. And then in Norman, we actually built, uh, we did a dual build on a piece of land that we were able to separate um, in a plot where it's two bedroom, one bath and they're identical homes. And we're also doing a study uh, comparing electric gas and full electric. And so it's been kind of fun and working with o- OGE and and ONG on that. And, uh, but those homes are actually for a single gentleman okay. uh, who's uh, just has got an incredible story and has um, done a lot of work. They said those homes. So, oh, there's two homes. So, one is for a, gen- a single gentleman, sorry. Okay. And he's got an incredible story and just gone through, um, you know, making some difficult decisions, making some, you know, and then making some hard decisions to get better okay. and then has un- been doing fantastic. And mm-hmm. so he is ready for a home. Um, it's been renting for a long time and you know, rent these days is just is even more expensive yeah. than mortgages. Um and then the other home is actually for a, a couple. Um, but right now um the mom and dad are separated. Okay. Um he's in another country and so she is here with her daughter and um so she's gonna be able to move into the home okay. and um she's gonna actually live um her parents are like less than a mile away. And oh. so where she's living right now, so she'll still be in the same uh, her daughter won't need to change schools and um, just be in the same area, same parks that they usually go to. So it's pretty fantastic that um, that they were able to do that. So, so yeah, so smaller families as well, and that's going to be you know very you know I think their mortgage is between uh, you know six and eight hundred dollars a month. And imagine you know two bedroom one bath apartment right now yeah. is probably over a
0: thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's out there. I have a friend who's looking for an apartment, um, and um, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. So, wow. So, you all um, provide housing, affordable housing for for people, and it's not free, okay. um, but there are some requirements. But you also have other programs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was reading now. For like some of our senior citizens, you know, mm-hmm. there's an agent in place, yes. and which is, you know, a very hot topic right now because people are living longer. And as we live longer, we want to kind of stay in our own homes. We yeah. don't want to have to move. Yeah. So kind of explain what, you know, what that is, yeah. you
1: know, for yeah. for someone. I go who's, back for one thing because I, I know if anybody listening that's with Habitat, will listen, we also have the uh, requirement of sweat equity, and everybody's like, "What is that?" And and originally it was actually, you know, fully, you know, ha- getting the nail to hammer on the home, and that has morphed a little bit just with you know housing requirements and inspections and code and all of that. So there's still a portion of that, and opportunities to work on the home and be a part of that, and getting to know the the contractors that are on your home. Uh, that are working on your home so that they can actually take care of it afterwards, which is fantastic. And then, uh, but it's also volunteering with us. So last night we had one of our homeowners um, at the uh, um, Crimson Week or um, Camp Crimson at OU. So it's the freshman week. And so they had their largest class of 5,100 students, which is, you know, so they were all um, in uh, the South Oval. And so we got to meet them. So they got to meet the homeowner and our OU um, chapter Students um, that are, are re in, um, reestablishing after COVID—they're finally coming back together, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, so the SWOT equity is—you know—getting out in the community and volunteering with us. It's also doing the education classes that I talked about, so financial literacy. Um, and then they have some online courses, um, additional online financial courses, and as well as our homeownership workshops where they, again, meet contractors. And those are required. Those are required. Um, they're also free to the community. So speaking of other programs, and I'm going to go back to the aging in place. But yeah, so we offer online free financial literacy program right now. We got a grant that covers it for the next couple of years. Um, and then also we do a homeownership workshop. Um, currently now in, uh, in Norman at The Well. Um, our next one's actually on August 26th. Um what we, is that what is exactly that yeah. is that? So it's basically um several uh contractors. So you think you're your, your plumber, your electrician, um fire marshal, and um HVAC. So learn about your AC and heating. And then I as the habitat portion, I am I'm kind of switching up what I do, but this time I'm gonna do how to be a good neighbor. Which is when I first did it, it, was really it was interesting how it was received because in the room I had longtime home homeowners. And I had renters that were thinking about purchasing a home and then new homeowners. And it also made me think of like post-COVID, how are people interacting in their their neighborhoods? And it's so different, but it, um, it was, the conversation was so interesting um, of what people are looking for and desiring coming out of an apartment. And those that are established homes that like, well, I'm self-sustaining, I have a community outside, but how wonderful it is to have a neighbor that you can call on to save that Amazon package, to shut the garage door, um, let the kid kind in. Of, you know, kind of going back to the porch, right? Yeah, you know, right. you know, sitting out there yeah. you get to know who your neighbors yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. It is so important to have that community right where you are. Exactly. So anyway, so aging in place, we'll go back to that. Um, we actually build ramps. And so that's actually one of the easiest things that we can do with volunteers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think right now is we get a volunteer group to be able to come in and We'll already have the material there and then we can work with them to, to put the ramp together for um, a family in, with a new need or an existing need that they were having, trying to figure out what they were going to do. If they're going to be able to stay in their home or they're going to have to move somewhere else where they can um, have accessibility. So we partner with the city of Norman um, and then also outside of the city of Norman, we have um, uh, companies like Forest Lumber that will help us. With the materials um, for when we don't have funding, so do you
0: do any other modif- modifications to the home, such as widening doors, placing grab bars? Do you do any definitely of those grab
1: bars? Um, the widening of doors we have done, um, but it, it really depends on funding. And so, if we get a specific need, we may do a you know specific reach out to you know um, to our supporters and, and local churches and community members to say, hey, um, we've got this. And so if we have funding, it's always limited to funding. So once we have funding, we are able to do those types of things. So how does someone um, apply for that? Yeah. So like I said before I kind of focused on the website, you can also call us. And so pick up the phone and call. Someone will answer your questions. We do have paper application forms we can bring out if we needed, but we, everything also is online. And it's the same type of I think we are looking, again, at that need base. So we're looking at that qualification um, for income based on how many people are in the home and then a short application where it just gives us the information, what you're looking for, what you're needing, and then someone reaches out. Um, And then from there, it's just an application, uh, income verification, identity, and then also if they are renting that we uh, get landlord's permission. Okay. I know sometimes
0: as a therapist and we do home health, I run into patients um, that are needing some form of home modification and um, I do you know that there are other programs out there that do assist with grab bars, ramps? But now it's good to know that Habitat for Humanity does that same thing yeah. or falls into that same exactly. um, category yep. and just another um, resource um, to provide
1: to them. Yeah, yeah, so just based on what county they're in, contact that habitat and see where they're at with that program because that, that is one of kind of our standard, you know, programs that lots of habitats participate in and, and we'll provide that service.
0: All right. And so what are some other programs that
1: you all... Yeah, um, recently there's just there's been uh, a lot of funding to help people stay in their homes. So in addition to ramps and widening doorways and, um, and grab bars, um, it's emergency repairs. So making sure, you know, um, our passion is making sure that people have a safe, healthy and decent place to live that's secure for them. And so emergency repairs. So if it affects any of those areas, that's something that we want to address. Mm -hmm. Um, We do uh, work with individuals to make sure in addition, we're also looking at insurance. So if where their insurance is, do they have um, funding there first that they need to, um, to use and then we can meet with the rest. Um, And so uh, based on those needs, we will do that. And also it depends on funding. So right now we've got an amazing grant uh, from the city of Norman to do emergency repairs. And then we just also received one from the city of Moore. Okay. Um, so we'll be uh, uh, ramping that up. We were still uh, providing service again when, when we have funding to be able to help a family um, outside outside the city, outside the places where we have um, grants and, and different things. We are always raising money to to help <laughs> what we can. So depending on where the
0: person lives, um, If they're living in Oklahoma County versus Norman, what they receive may be dependent upon the grants they that. Yeah, the funding
1: resources that they of have at the that, time. Of that
0: particular yeah. agency. And if
1: we, what, what's great is we do have other, you know, because there's other organizations that do meet the needs and that, um, and also there are um, applications and loans um, and money out there. Uh, for families to apply for themselves and so that we also are able to help them with that. Like, unfortunately, we don't have any funding, but you could apply for this and then hire us or hire a contractor to mm-hmm. do the work as well. Um, and so knowing that, um, some federal federal funding, because um, it's all about getting people into homes and keeping them there.
0: All right. And so, so I mean, and you kind of assist with providing them that information to, yes, yeah. you know, get loans and... Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and connecting with they... the person that can help them if we're not able to, yeah.
0: All right, great, great. Now you talked about, you know, there's some community cleanup programs. What is that?
1: Yeah, so that's another um, opportunity. Again, um, there's there's a need out there for beautification. Yes. And so, and it is a great way, again, community, bringing community, community together to get to know your neighbors, get to know the people in the community and helping them with some exterior repairs. And so, um, again, partnering with funding sources um, and really mainly labor, you know, getting um, just all different skill levels because, um, you know, it's from mowing lawns, to cleaning out flower beds, to planting flowers, to minor porch repair or steps, um, uh, fence repair, uh, a little bit of paint sometimes, uh, and, you know, window caulking and weather, you know, weather stripping, things like that. And so that is something that is very easy and teachable, um, something that we can um, do with a lot of people. And so we actually have a um, a faith-based community cleanup. It's called Faith in Action on uh, Sunday, September 24th uh, in the afternoon. And we're partnering with several churches to bring out their congregation um, to get into the community. And um, and it's just a great opportunity to provide the support that people need uh, and then also have those conversations and get to know people and let them know that they're are people that care. That's it. That's it. So where is that from? Where is that? Um, yeah, that one's, it's going to be in Norman. Um, we're going to, and we're piloting that program because we really want to continue that um, and develop that out. And so, yeah, it's going to be uh, based, we're going to be meeting at Ogal Goodrich United memorial methodist church <laughs> if i said that in the right order um pastor Stephen lashley will be very uh, happy with me uh but it's off robinson uh just east of um 35 okay. and um and the neighborhood that we're serving um providing service to is just south of that okay. and so we sent out postcards and now we're canvassing to kind of let people know that hey you got a postcard do you would you be interested in seeing if you qualify for that so
0: yeah so how how, how are neighborhoods chosen for that particular program
1: um, well, for this one, it was based on, um, being close to the church that, um, was going to be hosting us and providing lunch. But then also we have a property where we are going to be building a home, okay. um, later this year, the first of next year there. So we've been building relationships with, the f- um, with the neighborhood. And so they already are aware of us. We want, you know, to build those good relationships with them and provide them support, um, as well as they're going to be welcoming in a new family soon. All, right. All <laughs> and, right. So you had told me about that program that was coming
0: up. But then there's something else that's coming up. You said a disco festival. Yeah.
1: So we also, again, it's all, and I didn't even state our mission, but, you know, we're uh, all about bringing God's love into action by building homes, which we've talked about community, which we've talked about and all surrounded with hope. And that's what, you know, it comes about. So we uh, put on community events. And so instead of a gala um, to bring in donors, uh, we want them to come to these as well. Uh, but we do community festivals. And okay. so in the, this fall, uh, we are doing our first ever disc golf festival. So instead are of golf or disc, disc golf, sorry, disc golf, uh, disc golf. So instead of the, you know, the golf tournaments, okay. disc golf, you take a frisbee and you're throwing it into a basket. Um, and it's very popular. We actually were also able to get um, so we were at, there's three events in one. Um, the first one um, is actually a professional uh, PDGA, so a Professional Disc Golf Association, a sanctioned event. Oh. So we'll have professional oh. disc golfers out there okay. um, doing an 18-hole or 18-basket um, course. And then we also have a kind of corporate challenge or four-person scramble, if you're familiar with um, golf tournaments. Okay but this is disc golf. And so they have nine holes and they'll have sponsors. So they'll have um, companies and organizations out there um, with the tent, you know, providing some swag or gifts or whatever. But then uh, the companies that sponsor the hole actually decorate it as well. Okay. So for example, uh, we'll have our construction team bring out our five foot frame house and then require the, uh, the disc golfers to, you know, get the Frisbees, through the house, oh, we <laughs> just have right. so much fun. Okay. So it's probably going to be some heckling and just a lot, a lot of fun. And then, and then the community can come out for the the festival part of this, which it will have, um, you know, street festival type vendors and um, food and drinks, and then music all day long. And then they can also play um, on the um, corporate the nine hole fun challenge um, as single or doubles. And so they'll be able to purchase that the day of. And then we're going to have three to four baskets with um, flimsy discs because they're going to be flying everywhere for the kids to play on. Okay. And so um, just a lot of stuff and bounce houses and, and all those types of things. And it's an all-day festival on October 14th at Cobblestone Creek um, Golf Course down in Norman. Okay. Um, this is where we're based, but we are expanding. <laughs> all right, all right. October 14th. Yeah. What time does it start? It's from 10 to 7. So okay. all day long, come and go. Um, have a good time. Yeah. And is there a fee for it? There's not a fee. Uh, we we do we're gonna be selling merchandise and tickets, you know, for everything. And so uh, but the the music and bring your the music is free, bring a chair. Um and, and just kinda come hang play. out. Yeah. First, you know, the small donation of purchasing some tickets so you can kind of go do some of the um the vendor things and the okay. the fun. Um, the fun activities. So think, thinking kind of like a carnival, but no carnival rides. So okay. kind of more a street festival type.
0: Oh, sounds great. Sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. All right. I'll have to put that down. Yeah, you <laughs> could.
1: We'd love to have you there. All right. Love to. All
0: right. Well, gosh, that is a lot. Yeah. Now let's go back to the tithing. You know, I, I, I didn't realize um, that um, Habitat for Humanities was such based on christian yeah christian um yeah you know and so
1: we are a non proselytizing organization which basically means that we're not going to um preach our faith or we don't require that is not a requirement for our applicants um but we do believe um you know that that we do have based on the christian principles and that we are doing this out of god's love Mm -hmm. and being um being of that faith and the importance of putting action behind Mm -hmm. your faith and um, so yeah, so we and it's just basically paying into the organization that is providing resources and support and, and the brand and all of that. Um, and so based on um, the community we serve and how many homes we build, um, and then uh, they just a certain amount that just kind of goes back to them.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so, so each um, affiliate or each franchise mm-hmm. is required to provide a, a
1: tithe yep. to the, yeah. Exactly. Every year to support what they do as well. So that's really awesome. All right. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I know we we were also going to talk, we talked about all the programs we have. And I think, again, affordable housing being such a hot topic, you know, um, why? Mm. And it's because when you get people into homes, they're more stable. They have um, a a statistically uh, better chance for a generational, to grow um, their generational wealth Mm. um, because their kids are, in a state, you know, more stable environment, um, not having to move every year, try to figure out what's, you know, what, where are going to go next is that they'll stay in the same school. So they build up that community and that stability. Um, statistics show that they're able to go further um, in their educational career, uh, whether it be VOTEC or into a job or into college. Um, they see all of that. And, and then also because, you know, one less thing that the parents or the adults have to worry about of like, where are we going to live next year? What is the landlord um, going to need to do for the next year um, is that they are able to then think about their community and the people around them, so they're more civically engaged, yeah. um, and so it's that's that's what home home ownership does for people. Oh, I always
0: say that um, everybody deserves a
1: home with a porch to make memories. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So I guess that's the you know your your request is make sure we have a porch in all of our houses. I think Every, we do. every house should have a porch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe hey, we can find somebody to donate a rocking chair for all of our houses. Oh, sounds yeah, wonderful. There you go. I <laughs> hey, love it. Well, thank you so much for
0: joining me here. Thank you for the information. Yeah. Thank you for listening and joining me on The Porch. Remember to take time to reflect, share memories, and engage with others on your porch. And I'll meet you here next time on The Porch, your podcast for community conversations. Brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform.